We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins and I'm your host for this journey. Today we are joined by special guest Marley Q. Marley, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're going to dive straight into the question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of? I believe the world needs more Parkers. Do you know what a Parker is? I don't. You're going to need to explain. I believe the world needs more people who perform acts of random kindness. PARC is an acronym for um, what I believe the world needs more of for my mission. And um, yeah, I believe the world needs more people who perform acts of random kindness. People who perform acts of random kindness. Give me the acronym. PARC. P-A-R-K. Yep. Perform acts of random kindness. So if you're a parker, you're someone who performs acts of random kindness. I like it. And how do you bring this to life each day yourself? So, um, I mean, the beautiful thing about kindness is that there is a um, limitless, right, wellspring of, uh, of ways that we can um, be kind in this world, not just to others, but to ourselves. And I think that For me, it's always been easy to be kind to other people, right? Smiling, complimenting, um, you know, showing gratitude. uh, Any single time that the opportunity to be kind comes up for somebody else, actually responding to that uh, desire to be kind. um, That's why PARC is an action statement, right? It's actually doing that act of kindness um, where it's not really the act that's random, right? The act is very intentional, but the the kindness that kind of bubbles up in your heart is what's random. So us being awake and aware to that feeling in our heart to, to park for other people um, is, is really something that I work on every day through, um, through intention, right? Um, as soon as I wake up, I make sure that I take a moment to breathe, um, smile, and give thanks for the day. And how can I be of service to, to someone? Um, and there's always opportunities. So every day it looks a little different, even if it's just smile at everyone that you see, right? Mm, that's beautiful. So here's a question. What would you consider to be your wow factor? Like what makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that help shape it over the years? So, wow. Um, probably that I'm crazy enough uh, to believe that kindness is my superpower and that you, me, and we, everybody listening, um, has the power to change the world simply by performing acts of random kindness every day. And uh, what's helped me shape that? I mean, certainly my my parents, you know, raised me to be um, someone that's kind and and seeking to be of service to others and in, in in the world somehow. But specifically, what 
I think helped shape that once we look back. Um, I was 10 years old and my fourth grade class was going on a field trip to clean up the park. And um, I was super excited. I was the most excited kid in the class to go on this park cleanup a project because my favorite superhero when I was little and now to this day was uh, Captain Planet. Do you know Captain Planet? I do when our powers combined. Yes. Yes. So for those listening that may not know who Captain Planet is, he's only the coolest superhero of all time because he has every superpower that you can think of. Um, but he used it specifically to um, save the world, to, to help the planet. Right. And he didn't do it alone. Right. Most superheroes do their job on their own. No, this guy had a team, a team of kids from all over the world that would come together. And when their powers combined, right, they'd, they'd save the, the planet. So for me, going on this park cleanup um, was an opportunity to be like Captain Planet and the Planeteers and help Mother Earth and the environment. And I was super excited. Um, the problem is that going on this field trip wasn't free. And at that time, um, my parents just didn't have the resources, right, to 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 spend on this extra thing, right? And um, long story short, I couldn't go on this field trip. I was the only kid in class that couldn't go on this field trip, and I was devastated. I was so devastated. But my fourth grade teacher noticed um, how sad I was that day, and and she asked me to step outside. She got down on one knee, and um, she gave me the opportunity to express, she's like, what's wrong? And I told her how badly I wanted to go on this field trip, how sad I was, how upset I was that I didn't have the money to make a difference, and I I just, I, I wasn't going to be able to, to, to be a superhero, and, and I was devastated by that. And she stopped me, kind of mid-sentence, and she forced me to look at her. She's like, look at me. You don't need money to make a difference. I see you use, and you don't need to go on this field trip in order to be a superhero. Um, you have a superpower, and I see you use it every day. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? What do you mean I have a superpower? You're just trying to make me feel better. She's like, no, your superpower is kindness. And I see you use it every day when you come to class and you smile, you light up my day and everyone else in the class. When you're paying attention and you're listening and you ask questions and you help other people with their homework, when you pick up trash from the floor. And she mentioned all these little things that she would notice me doing. And she, I, I acknowledged them as acts of kindness and that that has the power to change the world. I didn't need anything outside of myself. And I mean, I really just think that in that moment, she made me feel uh, powerful. She made me feel seen. She made me feel appreciated just for being myself. And I think from that moment on, I really just started to believe <laughs> that kindness was my superpower and everything I've done in my life, um, professionally and personally, philanthropically, um, I really always trace back and, and give Ms. Gyro, my fourth grade teacher, a lot of credit for just simply taking the time to, to tell a little girl, you know, that kindness is your superpower. Mm. That's powerful. I love that. <laughs> Here's a question. What's a moment over all these years that has made you feel incredibly humble? <sighs> Well, it's kind of a difficult question because I think I think any time that I see kindness in action, I believe kindness is love uh, in its purest form expressed uh, by people of all you know ages and resources and capabilities and disabilities, what have you. Uh, kindness is universal, and I always feel really humbled when I when I see that in action. But um, maybe a very specific example um, was how I even got to be on stage and share a TED talk, 
right? And, and now I'm an inspirational speaker and never in my life did I think I would be speaking in front of people when I was petrified to even raise my hand in class and speak in front of people. But um, in 2011, I gave my very first uh, kind of closing keynote talk, if you will, at my uh, university, my alma mater, which is Florida International University. Um, and it was a leadership summit to about 300 students. And I got to share how I started an event on campus um, that has raised well over a million dollars in the fight against cancer. I was able to share how I started my nonprofit, which is called Park Project, and how my mission is to um, spread this message worldwide. And um, that was my first talk. It was very kind of unplanned, <laughs> unrehearsed. It just came from my heart and, and that was it, or I thought. But fast forward six years later, I get a call uh, from a student that was in that room uh, when I gave that keynote talk. And she's like, hi, you, may, you don't remember me, but I was at that leadership summit at FIU and I heard you talk about Park and, and your mission to spread kindness. And I'm so inspired by that. And now I'm working at you know, this other university and, I, and I'm planning a TED talk. And I think you're a perfect speaker for, for this event. Our theme is, you know, change starts here. Would you be one of my speakers? I was absolutely stunned and incredibly humbled by that because um, doing a TED talk is, is kind of a big deal. At least I see it as a super big deal. And I got to share, you know, my story on stage uh, for the first time just last year uh, officially, right, uh, in, a, in a much wider platform um, obviously a worldwide platform like YouTube, right, that now has, I'm not even sure, over 10,000 views by, by this point now. Um, and all of that happened, that opportunity to magnify my story or my message and share it and hopefully inspire other people to park came from a student that was sitting in an audience six years earlier and remembered, remembered the message. Um, and furthermore, I had the opportunity, incredibly humbling opportunity to invite my teacher, Ms. Gyro, after all these years um, to be in the audience and have the opportunity to thank her publicly and thank a high school teacher that was also in the audience, thank him publicly for forcing me to speak <laughs> in front of the class and learn how to, you know, kind of rise above that fear and use our voices powerfully to inspire others. So to me, I mean, that's a very recent uh, um, humbling experience that 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 I can share. Hmm. I love that. What about an awe-inspiring moment? A moment that kind of left your law, your your jaw on the ground. Just a moment of awe. <sighs> My goodness, I had a baby seven months ago, and to me, there's absolutely nothing more awe-inspiring than being used as a vehicle to create life and actually go through such pain <laughs> and suffering and have it be just such a miracle to 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 bring life into this world that is that's all inspiring to me mm, that's beautiful here's a question what's your greatest fear <laughs> so many and especially after you have a baby there's so many fears <laughs> i would um I would think right now, I guess my greatest fear is um, maybe just the state of the world, right? And, and raising my child or really just raising children in general um, without this notion, without this fundamental principle of knowing that kindness is a superpower, learning how to be kind to themselves, learning how to be kind to one another, um, 
I think I'm uh, I'm afraid that that's really not uh, an area of focus in in the world uh, today. And I really work to at least you know put my drop in the ocean um, to to address that. And in the future, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about about that changing, right? About people, um, the Parkers that are listening right now, people like you, people like, um, you know, it's just so many that are out there doing the work to bring that light to the world, right? I, I always say to be the spark uh, and inspire people to park, right? In their own way. Uh, there is no, you know, template for how you can show up in this world and be a Parker, be somebody that performs acts of random kindness. There's so many different ways, using your voice, using your, your skills to write, uh, through photography, through film, through art, through, I mean, any number of things. Uh, what makes me most excited is um, this new uh, generation, right? Not of millennials, but millennials, maybe ha their kids, right? Uh, who you, we have the opportunity to raise uh, a generation that um, that is mankind, right? That, that, that does return to um, seeking opportunities to make this world a better place. And it could be as simple as, showing each other kindness every day that's beautiful I, I think something's interesting that you've mentioned a few times which is you, when you mentioned your greatest fear the state of the world it, it's a fascinating concept because a lot of times and I'll, I'll tell you a, for instance i remember living in san diego and mm -hmm. in san diego i turned on the news before i got on a plane and it was like oh the surf is so such and such today and there's currently winds and it's kind of cloudy out but beautiful 80 degrees sunny san diego everything's wonderful and we're really cool and i got on a flight and like 11 and a half or something hours later i landed in london and i, I had to go do a talk and then i was in my hotel room and i turned on the news and it was like da 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 world news tonight uh riots continue in tijuana and and you know one new one dead person well police are you know doing such and such to quiet the riots and i remember be like whoa seriously and i text a friend in san diego i'm like yo is there anything going on no that's weird he's like what what seriously <laughs> like who's lying <laughs> either the news in san diego is oblivious or the news in london is just stirring something up to make it sound like something crazy is going on mm -hmm. and i remember be like that's so weird then I remember, you know, going to and I was I was living in a village in Uganda and when I was living there, I remember we checked the, the safety reports and stuff like that and nothing crazy going on. There was a there was one dude and it was a pretty horrific situation, but there was a guy about 500 miles north who was, you know, kidnapping children from villages and making them in the child children soldiers. And I was like, wow, that's insane. Um and I, I talked to the people who were local, and they're like, it's 500 miles north. Like, yeah, if it, if it comes south, we'll pull you guys, the volunteers all out of the village, and, and we'll move you to a safer place. But, eh, most likely won't happen. And I was there for three and a half months. Never heard a chirp of it where we were. And I was like, wow. And so what's interesting is there's always chaos going on somewhere. Mm -hmm. And in general, what's interesting, what I love about your message is the world is getting kinder to an extent. Um, because when you look at it, like way back in the day, a village would roll up on your village and just wipe out your whole village. <laughs> and as of right now, um, and probably nobody would hear about it. 
nobody would hear about it. Right? Except and that for the would... one person who survived. And I remember there was a young girl who, who there's a, a group called Project Light, a, a project in Rwanda. There was like a 14-year-old girl whose village, like another group, another village came to her village and murdered everybody, like butchered everybody. And she ran up into the hills, the tall grass, and slept, ate, and survived on eating grass for like four days, observing her entire village getting mowed down until she could literally like wait until people were gone and then walk to safety. And she walked like 15 miles until she found a, um, a Red Cross camp that took her in and took care of her. Now, what's interesting, if she grew up and was like, I hate these people because these people hurt my people, we'd be like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> if I was 14 and watched my whole village get taken out by some group of people, I'd be pretty upset at those people too. But that's not what happened. She grew up and she found an organization that, that calls, I think it's called the Tapping Solution, where they use um, tapping on, on meridian points in the body to release deep pain she mm. went and learned tapping released all of her pain and anxiety and judgment and fear and trauma from her body and then she started a nonprofit to help other kids who've gone through traumatic situations heal beautiful and she's beautiful. a parker like random acts of kindness she's, she's doing kind in the world exactly and what's and oh go ahead no no please keep going i'm just i'm nodding and and, and totally on yeah. board with what's wild for people listening is sometimes it's the feeling, and I'm with you, I wish people would just become kinder everywhere and things would just be better everywhere and things would, people would be nicer all the time. And sometimes we don't realize that the hardest things we have to live through, and knock on wood, they don't happen to anyone here listening or, or you yourself or me or my family or loved ones or anyone. At the same time, sometimes the hardest situations turn us into the kindest people. 100%. I love that you shared that and that you, you pointed that out because maybe I, I misspoke. I think it's the perceived state of the world yeah. that I'm most afraid of, right? What is it that we're actually promoting? I don't know about you or the folks listening, but, you know, I was raised with the idea that, you know, you're supposed to perform acts of kindness. Yes, but you don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. You don't promote this. You don't, you know, it's not, it's not modest. It's not humble. It's not right, right? To promote acts of kindness and the good that you do. Um, but instead, as a little girl, I'd be like, well, why are we promoting all these acts of violence and all the things that we don't want in the world? Okay. Obviously, they, they exist. They happen all the time, but I am a firm believer that there is way more kindness happening at any moment, at any second in this life than there are horrific things happening. Yep. And if we um, were to more purposefully promote the good, weaved in with the bad that obviously exists, it would inspire more people to want to rise up and do something towards the things that we want to change, right? Um, I think that you said sometimes the most devastating things is what you know, causes the the shift into, um, you know, living a more purposeful life or finding your calling or wanting to do something else, going through these hard, difficult things were necessary almost, were a gift or a blessing in some crazy way, right? Um, and, I, and I'm with you. I, I believe that our very first launch event for Park Project was as a result of 9-11, Right? What a horrible, horrific event um, in our history. But that event inspired me to start a 5K to inspire people to park for our servicemen and women, the people that ran towards, you know, the terror um, and ran towards, you know, the, 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 the violence in order to, 
you know, um, protect and serve and, 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 and kind of protect our way of, 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 of life here. Right. So that was a horrible event that sparked a positive thing. Right. Um, at least locally here for, you know, for, for, for me personally, um, it inspired me to want to do something about it. Right. So I, I'm with you and I appreciate you sharing that and, and kind of pointing that out. Right. Because it's, it's definitely a, a perceived uh, state of the world that I'm, that I'm afraid that if we keep painting this picture that, you know, the, the, everybody's bad and that there's all this violence and murder and terror. And then that's what our kids are consuming. And that's what our kids are being raised to believe that this world is full of you know, bad or evil when I believe the total opposite um, is true. Absolutely. I think the other element that layers into this, which is really important for people, is is the concept of, like you said, whatever you're focusing on, um, <sighs> you know, and, and I, it's just, it's a silly example, but that example of San Diego versus London News, they were just focused on different things and mm -hmm. they were zoomed in on different parts of it. San Diego's news was zoomed in on, how big the waves were that day and if the sunshine was out or not which is very san diego that's what most people care about there uh even though there might have been something going on only 20 minutes away in tijuana which is just across the border people in san diego bless them for you know whatever is important to them they're more concerned with the waves <laughs> <laughs> and that's very mm -hmm. true of San Diego. They're surf culture. They're locals. They don't like to go very far. They, they, you know, they stay in their little pod there and they like their life. And they're very just down the earth kind of local people. Um, they're good people. And versus in London, it's a very worldly bunch. And people in London are from all over the world. It's kind of like Miami here where everyone's from everywhere. And therefore, they're very worldly. They want to know what's going on in all parts of the world. They do business everywhere. Their family's everywhere. And therefore, they do want to be in touch with all these different things. And then um, the other thing I found that's really interesting is how, like you said, we either zoom in or zoom out and either amplify something or dull something. I, I think one more thing that I found amusing just on this concept, I remember we were in, in London again and... We were walking through the park, my wife and I, and like all of a sudden we looked over and it looked like someone was having a bonfire. And we were like, oh, cool. Look, a bonfire in the park. That's cool. And we were like, yeah, like San Diego, it's a bonfire. Like you go stand around it and people talk and you get to know people. And it's kind of like a fun hangout. And then we noticed like some of them had picket signs. And we're like, oh, that's not a bonfire. Uh, they're <laughs> mad at something. And, we're like, <laughs> and, it, and, you know, there's probably like maybe 50 people. This, you know, signs yelling something, kind of doing their own little thing. And it looked, it honestly looked like a bonfire from far away. Like it looked like a bunch of people hanging out. <laughs> then we turned on the news and it was like massive rally in the park, teachers mad, rioting over something. And I was like, seriously, it was like 50 people there. It wasn't even a big deal. Like it looked like friends hanging out at a bonfire in the park. <laughs> and so it comes back to, Number one, you know, how they're zooming in on their camera, what angle they're taking. And then number two, how they're exploiting the situation. Because they just as much could have said, you know, late, earlier this afternoon, 25 teachers gathered in the park and they were very upset about the, you know, the pay wages currently going on in XYZ school district. And no right. one would have cared. They would have been like, oh, good for them. Right? <laughs> Make it this, you know, sensational, you know, riot or something. And and like you said, it's what people care about mm -hmm. that is being like fed to them or, you know, consumed. Right. Yeah. So I uh 
that 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 worries me, right? The the, the state of the, our news and the media and what's being fed specifically to to children, yeah. um, because that's what they end up believing is the actual, you know, state of the world what and, and what they hear. There was uh, a new book written by a guy. I forget his name. Um, I'll remember in a minute. He he talked about within business organizations this same concept, and he made a really good point. He said most often when they did research within major organizations, they found that there were more good things happening than bad. It's just the when a bad thing would happen, people were so vocal about it that would make it feel like there's a lot of bad stuff happening because it was so loud when it did happen. Mm. And what he said is if you want to transform the organization that you work in, you have to become what he called a prison, a, no prison, prism of praise. Like those little light cube things where the light shines in and it beams light everywhere. And he says we have to make positivity louder, very much in line with what you're saying here. Oh, I'm clapping. Standing ovation. Prism because of what praise. happens is negative situations are very rare in occurrence nowadays, but they're so loud when they happen that everyone then assumes they must happen all the time everywhere versus positive things are happening nonstop in every direction. It's just so quiet that no one hears it or knows it. And so he said, if you want to transform the culture within a company, the research and science shows you need to activate more prisms of praise, which is having more people become much louder about the positivity in motion than the negativity in motion, which means, oh. you know, these people would be considered Parkers too, where mm -hmm. when you see something good, vocalize it, cheer for it, animate it, ignite it, you know, add fuel to the fire, make it loud, point it out, clap for someone, cheer for someone. And, and it's, it's interesting because it goes against something you mentioned earlier, which I was taught too. When you go do a good thing for someone, it's not about making it a big thing about it. It's just do your thing, be humble, kind, and then move on. You know, and otherwise it's about your ego if you're filming it and making it loud and telling people about it. And the crazy part is there's a dual side to that. I agree. Some people nowadays, it's not the act of kindness they're doing. They're filming right. it to make themselves look good. Right. What I appreciate about it is they're still doing an act of kindness regardless. <laughs> right. I always, I love that you shared that because, um, I've been, I mean, I've been with my nonprofit now 10 years almost, yep. and I've heard that many, many, many times, you know, from people that either criticize, Oh, you know, but if you're, if you're filming and showing it, then that's not really kindness because you're doing it for the attention. And for me, I really always have to come back to, you know, my own heart, right. My own intention and really, see, am I doing this in order to receive a thank you, a pat on the back, you know, some recognition, or am I really, really being true to my mission that I believe it is important, it is powerful to be this prism of praise? Because if you have the courage to actually share the good, not necessarily that you do, right? You can, you can just... Um, highlight the things that you see, um, share positive, you know, uh, news stories, share great videos, right? Uh, weaved in with all the cat and the funny videos. Why don't we always throw in some really great, you know, kindness boomerang type of videos as well also. So um, I really love, I want to find out what book that was and who, what the author um, was, because I really, really agree um, with that. It's taken a lot for me to kind of step out of my own way and my own upbringing uh, of 
of, um, you know, don't share these things, don't promote it. But I just, I've seen so much good, so much good come out of being that, you know, Parker with a voice that shares it, um, that it even inspired me to start a podcast. I mean, this podcast that you have is so awesome. You're giving a platform for people to share inspiring stories for, to hopefully those that are listening are, you know, motivators, somehow take this information and, and apply it to their lives and, and, and just improve, right? Not just their quality of life, but each other's. And it could be so simple, so easy, um, and, and, and I feel called uh, on almost a sense of responsibility to, to be, you know, a voice uh, for kindness and, and share all these park stories that, that I have personally and that I've been a part of, um, you know, from my heart with the right intention. Uh, will some people have, you know, uh, criticisms or think it's, you know, for attention? Sure. I've already, you know, kind of uh, encountered that many, many times, but um I know the state of, you know, my own heart or my own intention. And as long as we keep that in check, you're not even doing things for a thank you, right? When you hold the door open for someone, it's not, and they don't say thank you. It's not like, oh, you know, no, it's, I didn't do it in order to receive a thank you. It was just the right thing to do, right? A small thing and you keep it moving. Um, little things, right, are, are, are part of the living the cause, right? Uh, you don't have to highlight all of the acts of kindness, but definitely the ones that make a big impact that have the power to inspire other people. Um, I see it as a, um, a responsibility to share it. I think we're doing a disservice if it's not being promoted. Um, it could inspire someone else to do the same in their life you know, or for someone. That's right. Or it might just start shifting the perception in the world to make positivity louder and all yes. of a sudden people start realizing that positivity is happening everywhere and it's very normal and that negative stuff isn't isn't as big and loud and crazy as we think it to be. Right. Um, and it just it, it makes positivity louder. It changes the perception perception and it tips the scale. Just a different yes. thought process. But again, it's going against something that so many people have been taught. Yes. And oftentimes yes. we've been taught that through um, you know, it, it it's either religious backgrounds or family backgrounds or, or just places where people have told us like it's about being humble, not boastful. It's about being kind and generous and quiet about it. And you just do it humbly and quietly. And you know, that, that's a shift in society where it's like, you know, we were being humble and quiet this whole time and negativity got really loud. Right. It's like, it's time for positivity to get really loud. Yeah. Like, hey, screw it. No, no, no. We're not, we're going to be humble about it, but at the same time, we're going to be really loud about it. And let people know what the heck's going on, that goodness is happening everywhere all the time so they can remember that. Um, I think there was a survey done in the U.S. where young people, this was the first time in, in you know decades of research that the young people think the future is going to be worse than the present. Mm. And, and every generation before has always imagined the future is going to be better than it currently is right now. And all that means is you know, positivity needs to get louder. People need to continue to paint a beautiful vision of what's possible in the future and, and work towards it and, and yes. make that happen. Yes, we can never lose hope in mankind. No That's way. Right. That's right. So we're going to switch gears to the second segment of the show. This one's called the nuts and bolts. This is the tactical, tangible, tactical, applicable, appliable type <laughs> stuff from you to our audience. And the first <laughs> question here is where do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life each day as of right now? As of right now, goodness, um, as a new mom, Jarek, most of my thoughts revolve around my son's feeding schedule, snapping schedule, 
really just uh, this transition into motherhood, um, most of my thoughts are revolve uh, around that at the at the moment. Um, but um, I guess maybe another answer, you know, there, I, I've been doing a lot of work personally. I'm a yoga instructor, really more a yoga student and practitioner than anything else. And I spend a lot of time um, breathing uh, conscientiously, right, purposefully, and I'm kind of noticing what um, that chaos in our mind or the monkey mind, you know, is um, tries to pull us in, in different directions, right? So for me, it's very important to be uh, present uh, and to try and generate a sense of peace and calm uh, amidst, you know, all the activity that's always, um, you know, pulling us in different directions. So um, for me, I think I spend a lot of time practicing um, detachment or practicing observing uh, my thoughts and not letting them, you know, kind of pull me into, you know, different areas that aren't my priority right now, which is right now it's, it's my, it's my son, my, my, my baby, not necessarily all these million other things that I, uh, I usually have on my plate and, and, and love, uh, you know, what I do. Um, I think that right now giving myself that time and space has been the greatest act of kindness that, that I've ever, you know, shown to, to myself and, and now my new family. Very cool. Very cool. Now here's my second question, which is what is a key to your success in all of this? Uh, I really think just following your heart's calling, right? So for me, I never knew that I was going to be a, you know, an entrepreneur, uh, a philanthropist, a speaker, an event creator, a coach, none of these things that I ever set out to, to become. Um, but I became them in the pursuit of what sparks my joy, what sparks my passions, what do I, you know, care about spending my time on. And it was always charitable things. It was always, um, service in, in some way. And, and that became, um, the key to my success was just kind of staying true to my path of, you know, believing that, you know, kindness is the key, the foundation of success. As a matter of fact, I heard, um, Gary V say that the other day and, um, you know, he has a, a different way of speaking than I would as far as motivational speaking, <laughs> you know, there's lots more curse words and things like that, but he said it. And I was like, Oh, maybe people will listen if you throw a couple F bombs in there. But he said that kindness is the foundation of success. Right. And, um, personally, professionally, spiritually, um, I think kindness is the key to success in life period. And our final question, what is one actionable tip? we can help, we can share with people here listening to help others achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've been able to create in yours. My friends listening, um, my uh, Q-tip, as I would say, my Q-tip is very simple. Just be the spark and park every day in small ways. There is uh, always an opportunity to be kind and perform an act of random kindness for someone um, that crosses your path, whether it's a smile, a hug, hug people in your life. People need hugs, um, more hugs in their lives, um, more smiles, high fives, pats on the backs, compliment someone, right? Be as quick to leave a positive, you know, review, for example, on, you know, this podcast as, you know, and not jump so quickly to, you know, complain about something, uh, jump quickly at the opportunity to compliment 
compliment uh, others um, and show gratitude. I think that that's, you know, the, the, the key tip that I love to leave um, people with is be the spark and park every day. I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and joining us for this episode. Thank you to everyone listening. If they want to connect with you, find you, learn more, where do they go? Um, I'd love to connect with you. Um, so um, the best way is like Instagram is the platform that I'm most active on. And my handle is Marley Q, M-A-R-L-Y-Q. Um, and if you wanted to check out uh, my TED Talk, which shares a story about Park Project and, and all of that, um, it's on YouTube uh, called Kindness is Your Superpower. Um, but you could also go on MarleyQ.com and I have it featured there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, again, thank you so much. For everyone who's tuning in, if you liked today's episode, we believe that sharing is caring. We like caring people around here, so make sure to share it with someone you love, a friend, a family member, a colleague who needs to hear this. And we're very much looking forward to seeing you all next episode. 